For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best selling, marketing, and business building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show, episode 43. Last week I was in the New York area, AKA the Meadowlands in Jersey, doing an event with Coach Bill Pipes and about 850 rock stars from kind of all over the place. And, and the number one question that I received during the business planning segment was, you know, what sources should I focus on? Like, where should I be putting my energy, my concentration, my focus, my marketing dollars, you know, my, my passion in order to serve those customers and win as many listings and sales as possible? So I was shocked by how many times that question was brought up. I thought I would discuss it today on the Tom Ferry Show, assuming there might be a few more of us out there that are trying to figure out how I'm going to do more business in 2016 and make it my best year ever. Before we do that, it's important that you assess where are you today in the sort of life cycle, if you will, of the real estate business. So what we know is there's basically four phases you could be in. Startup, first five years, you know, 90% failure rate for most startups. I heard recently, um, Marty, how about this? Uh, you have a better chance of starting a restaurant and making it than starting real estate and making it. Holy crow, that's crazy. But we all know the stats, 87% turnover every five years on people that are coming into the industry. If you're five years in the business and you're suffering, this could be your last Tom Ferry show. That's horrible. But you know what I mean. If you act like a startup, you remain a startup. If you quickly realize the game is growth, remember the Harvard Business Review study, 50 years, 25,000 companies, what did they all have in common? Number one, they'd never competed on price, which means they learned how to sell their fees. You with me on this? And the second thing that over a 50 year case study, Harvard Business Review talked about the 25,000 most successful businesses, the number two thing they had all in common, revenue growth, not cost control. They were focusing on growing top line revenue, helping as many people as they can, selling as much as they can, and that's what caused them to succeed. So if you look at the second phase, it's growth. Growth is, I am focused on my customer. What are their needs? How can I serve the market? What is the total addressable market? How do I do it in a unique way? How do I ABT always be testing something new to get the most possible response? It's all about, as, as Peter Drucker said, innovation and marketing. All business is innovation and marketing. So if you're doing that, you're clearly staying in growth mode after, and, and I'm, I'm convinced now doing this 28 years, that it takes 10 years, 10 years of concentrated focus on growth before you become the cash cow and you're making so much money you don't know what to do with yourself, right? 10 years of focusing on growth before you become the cash cow. Now, what I see though when I travel around the country, when I travel around the world is there is an enormous number of agents today that I refer to as the fading winner category. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just describe it like this. Um, is your marketing inconsistent? Do you feel like you're, you're missing opportunities in the market? Do you feel like technology could help you but you don't know where to start? Do you feel like, um, gosh, if I, if I could just get more transactions, I'd be doing great because you are unbelievable 
at the negotiation and the servicing of a customer, you just don't understand the marketing and lead generation aspect of it. If that's the case, you're probably here versus this group restructure that basically they, their business is completely flatlined and we need to start over again. Well, here's what I know. As you think about this, I want to ask you before I talk marketing and lead generation and where you should focus, where are you today? Now, I heard once lying is the devil. I just believe that you, know, you have to be honest with yourself and say, hello, my name is Tom and I am in restructure mode. I'm a former REO broker or I used to do new home sales and now that market is gone or I had two big investors and they don't buy anymore. I've got no business, no prospects. I'm starting over, right? Kind of like a startup. Here's what I know. Everything leads to growth. Everything leads to growth. Now, once you understand that, and it doesn't matter where you are, you lead to growth. Even my cash cow clients, you know what they say? I focus on growth. I just keep focusing on innovation, marketing, serving customers, doing more, making sure the numbers are right, making sure I'm profitable on my cost per lead, cost per appointment, cost per sale, and understanding that they all focus on growth. Now, ready? Here's what we know. As you're planning, you've got to ask yourself, all right, where's my business coming from, which we're going to get to in a minute, and then how many different sources should I have? What's the right tempo? What's the right mix? What we know today is if you have one to three sources, eh, you're going to have a, a good business, not a great business. You're going to make a little bit of money, which means, you know, I don't know, uh, you're going to make $50,000 a year, $70,000 a year. And you might say, that sounds like a lot. But remember, you own your own business. $50,000 or $70,000 a year, you're not even paying taxes in real estate because your costs are so high to be in this business that at 50 or 70, you're going broke. You know it and I know it. Now, at four to six sources, you break through that and you get a great business. Now I've got you know lots of leads coming in the funnel, lots of opportunities, choices. I win some, I lose some, it's okay. But I've got four to six lines in the water, if you will, metaphorically. I'm gonna catch some fish. And if I'm where the fish are, I'm gonna catch a lot of fish because I've got more lines in the water. But the very best agents, the extraordinary agents, they have 10 plus ways that they're doing it. 10, I, I sat with Jill Biggs in Hoboken, New Jersey, amazing coal banker agent. She has like 27 different ways that she's attracting clients. 27 different sources that she's working to make sure that her team does 300 plus transactions this year. You see my friends, it's just innovation and marketing. Innovation and marketing, whoever does the most is gonna win. Now, had to give you all that as kind of a pre-frame before I answer the question. So now first, where are you? I'm five years or less in the business. You're in startup mode, accept that, it's okay. Be a part of club 13, don't be a part of the 87% that turn over every five years. Focus on growth get as many lead systems working as possible, work those systems, and you're gonna be great. If you're either one of these two, the same rule applies. The difference is this group, you have wisdom, you have experience. You know, you've got maybe some gray hairs metaphorically in this business. You've been there, done that, so you know if you simply get in front of more prospects, more opportunities, you're going to win because you've got the experience where maybe the startup is still trying to figure it out, right? So really think about where are you, how many sources, and now let's answer the question. So, Tom, what sources should I focus on? Well, I asked everybody, well, what's worked first and foremost? What's worked? So, where's your business coming from now? Like a few episodes back, 
when I said, let's look at your, you know, your transaction results, what are all the sources? Did you get, you know, a sign call? Did you get a relocation deal? Did you get a database referral? Was it a direct, you know, direct referral? Was it a, you know, an open house? You start analyzing and you say, okay, well, where, where was the sweet spot of my business? Where did the vast majority of the transactions or clients come from? Then you ask yourself, is there a better process? You know, is there a better, more organized way to get it done more consistently, better process for doing it? Then you say, is there a better offer, right? Curious about the value of your home. Um, uh, this one sold, you know, for, you know, 5% uh, more than asking price versus say just sold, you know, better marketing, better offer to get better response. Then can you go into a multi-channel approach? So not just I send an email, but I do an email, I make phone calls, I send a text, I shoot a video like this. I do a campaign on Facebook, I do a campaign on Twitter, I do a campaign on Instagram, you know, I send smoke signals, I make phone calls. Multi-channel approach to ensure that that lead source, you're touching people in the most relevant way for them, for their model, not yours. And then obviously, can I outsource it to make it more consistent? So before you choose new ways to generate business, between now and the end of the year, how do you make what you already do better. Maybe it could just be as simple as have a plan, right? Simply have a plan. So I say, gosh, I did get a lot of business from my database this year. I hear that all the time. And then I say, what's your plan? And they go, <clears throat> well, you know, I sent some emails. I do some, they, they tell me about a campaign. But what I hear when you tell me about your campaign that you just ran or the referral you just got or the one that got away, what I hear is you didn't have a plan. That you didn't say, all right, I have 862 emails. My open rate is 27%. I want to hit them at least twice a month trying to drive open rates up while simultaneously driving more traffic. When I send the email, the same email is also going to go on Instagram, the same photo gif, the same email message is going to go on my Facebook private page and on my business page and I'm going to boost it to everybody in zip code 92607. Now that's a campaign, that's a plan versus, oh I do Facebook. Oh, I send emails. Oh, I love Instagram. We need to be like, what the, like the marketing ninja planning the campaigns for the entire year. That's what's going to take all the guesswork out. And instead, Marty, we have the business plan and we have, we have the marketing plan sample, right? So they can download, make, can we link up the marketing sample plan to this? All right. So, all right. So that's a no brainer. So that's the first thing. Spend time on what worked. What can we do better? What can we do faster? What can we do more efficiently? Can our marketing message change? You know, did we sell 100% of our listings last year where maybe only 92% of the listings sold in the MLS and that becomes a degree of separation? Do I sell my listings faster than the competition? Do I sell it for more money? You start looking at what you do better and you put all that into a plan before I add anything new, ephemeralization. How do we get a lot out of a little or more for less without spending another dime? That's the game. Then I'd ask you number two, how well do you know your market? You know, are you looking at the daily hot sheets five times a day to say, wait a minute, I'm in the high end in my area. I'm noticing expired listings. Yes, in November, guess, guess what's gonna happen between now and say March of next year? Expireds, cancels, and withdrawns throughout the high end. 
that's an opportunity for you. Now you might say, Tom, I'm seeing it actually, and I'm in the mid-range price point or lower end price point. I'm seeing it there too. Not so much just because of you know velocity of the market, but the reality is if you know your market and you're studying the market through the daily hot sheets, you begin to see the trends of what's happening in the area. You begin to see prices, price adjustments. You see everything, which then allows you to make better decisions about where you should concentrate. Now, so you wanna know yourself, right? You need to know, are you more the type of salesperson, person that is really comfortable with new clients, or are you really comfortable with the people that you know and perhaps their referrals? If you're more referral-minded, then open houses and GeoFarm and online marketing, by the way, are all really good, especially if they're coming from like a Zillow, a Realtor, or a Trulia, where they see your eyes and they read their reviews and they feel like they know you and like you. That's important as well. Are you comfortable putting yourself in a position where you're um, you're interviewing to get that listing against four, five, six other agents. If you're not comfortable, then that's going to alter either you're working on your skills or it's going to alter how you spend your time, dollars, and energy on marketing. So knowing yourself is super important. So the last one, number four, and kind of a, what I ultimately wanted to get to. When the, I think of the young guy um, wearing a red shirt, can't think of his name right now, sitting in my front left row, he said to me, kind of, Tom, tell me again, like, how do you pick the, the sources? You know, what do you do? And he's like, I've been selling real estate for two years. And he's looking down the list of section six of our business plan, Marnie. And there's, you know, 30 different things that he can do. And immediately, you know, we know how the human mind works. One, two, three, too many, right? So he didn't know what direction to go. And I said to him, look, I know this as much as the sun's going to go up and the sun's going to go down, focus on the core four, focus on the core four, focus on the core four right? Four equals great. So that's good. Here's the four core. Number one, my database. Number two, a geographic farm. Come list me calls. Number three, online marketing, both direct response and branding, DR and branding, and then doing more open houses. So what I said to the group was, start with your database. For example, um, have you used Speedion to append the data this is gonna get a lot of buzz right now. So there's a wonderful site called speedion.com. Now there's Intellius and there's many of these. I, I'm not attached, I'm not an investor. Warning, warning, and none of these, I wish I was. Um, Speedion or Intellius allows you to take that, that name and cell phone in your phone, Larry, 310721, and you're like, who's Larry? Take Larry's cell phone, put it into Speedion. Oh, that's Larry Smith. And here's his home address, here's his office address, here's his email, etc. So you can append your data and get greater integrity. That's good. I would also recommend you map your entire database, map your entire database by taking it to Google Maps and uploading it to get a social graph of where your customers are. Hmm, might that alter my marketing? I mean, Marty, so imagine I'm looking at my map of customers. I get a, I get a call saying, hi, you know, we, we saw this property on Zillow. It's in you know, Community X. And I'm like, huh, there's no listings in Community X. That listing was actually inactive that they called on, but we all know that that still happens. But then I look and say, I know 17 people that live in that community. Now, is that gonna give me a competitive edge when I'm talking to that consumer? I know 17 people that live in that community. Why don't I reach out to the 17 with a private message to find out either A, have they had any thoughts of selling because I've got a buyer who's ready to go, or B, do they know someone to their right or left or across the street that's had any thoughts of selling? See, I keep telling people, map your database. Like you wanna map your track record, your past clients. You wanna know 
where is your influence in the marketplace? And by the way, I think that should be hanging in your office. Every person that meets you, here's the map. It should be in your listing presentation. Here's my map of influence, agents and lenders and people I know and past clients, very powerful. Then obviously, you should take the same thing and do Facebook custom audiences, which we've talked about in the past. So now I take my entire database and I upload it into custom audiences and I get an IP match, a cell phone or email that I signed up for on Facebook, a match with the ones that's inside your database. And let's say you've got 860 people, all of a sudden 340, and I'm just making up that number, you know exactly who they are and you can run very low cost campaigns like your just listed, just sold, open house invitation, happy holidays, curious about the value of your homes, you know, have oil prices impacted your home value, on and on and on, directly to people that are in your database, only to them, not to the masses, only to them. How powerful is that? And then of course, ready, so we got email, we got MapIt, we got Facebook, and then what do you want? Two mailers a month, two emails a month, this is your, your basics of your plan. Now, I'm, I'm taking this and saying, better process, Better offer, multi-channel, can I outsource it, making it more consistent? I start looking at this in my database under the four core four and my business gets better. I can go on and on. Geofarm, we talked about a ton. Online marketing, direct response, right? This is my Zillow, Realtor, Trulia. This is my Boomtown as an example. Uh, this is my bomb bomb videos as an example. I'm pushing out a message looking to get a response, triggering a response, direct response versus Branding might just be, you know, a just sold boost, as an example, on my Facebook page, letting people know. But when I'm branding, there's no like direct link or call to action. It's just, I'm selling houses. Like when you watch television, you see this person's drinking Coca-Cola, as an example. There's no like, go to the store now and buy Coke. It's just, remember Coke as a brand. You're doing the same thing. When you're looking at your online strategy, my personal experience is, two-thirds, if not more, should be in direct response, and one-third should just be in that branding, get to know me, I write a blog, I'm sharing, I'm doing a video, I'm giving information to the market with no request for, you know, want more, call me today, want to sell your house, etc. Very powerful. And then open houses, we've done so much on open houses. These are the core four. So when I sat with that group, 850, amazing, big shout out to all of you that were with us at Sales Edge and Planning in the Meadowlands. All of them, I said, you focus on the core four, you're going to dominate. You're gonna do really well and then know your market. Maybe it's expired. If you're in Europe, it's for sale by owners because it's 80% you know, of the market. You start paying attention to you, the market, the core four, and what's worked in the past, and you put it all into a marketing plan. You put it all into a marketing plan and you go execute. And when you do, 2016 will be your best year ever. Got another question? Post it on the Facebook page or post it on my YouTube channel or send me a tweet. This one was talked about a bunch. How can I help you? How can I make episode 44 and 45 super enriching and meaningful for you? Let me know. Thanks so much for watching. Remember always, your strategy matters and now more than ever, your passion rules. Thanks for watching. If you love what you're seeing here, then click the button below to join our online community absolutely free. Thanks so much. <laughs>